0: Toasted lavender. I am your host today. My name is Lisa, and I am drinking a delightful patriotic beer by Stone Brewing. It's called Enjoy by July Fourth, twenty twenty-one. It's a tangerine and pineapple. Clearly not doing that.
1: We've passed the really best by date. Clearly, very
0: close. We have. All right, Lindsay. What are you
1: drinking?
2: This beer is called. Red Sea Rift, and it's the Red Feather small badge series from Level Crossing Brewing in Salt Lake City. Um, Cheers, Salt
1: Lake City! I very
2: much enjoy these fellas, the
1: Red Feather collection, or whatever. Yes, yeah. well,
2: I just very much enjoy this brewery, I think they have consistently good beers. Um, have you but had the this Red one yet? Feather? Is definitely, I have had this one, but it's been in my fridge for a while so um it has coffee in it and i feel like i could use some coffee it's Mm. a stout it's a big heavy stout it's an imperial coffee big booty big 104
3: degree weather
2: outside yes
1: hey it's nice and cool down here in the basement we
2: are in a basement that gets very cold because the upstairs is pretty hot so shout out to level crossing
1: alex what are you drinking
2: Here's the thing. I
3: am drinking a Kirkland Signature Citra Session Ale.
1: I have to say okay. they're pretty good. Shout out to Costco.
3: They Those are, are really a decent beer. They're great. They're and less than a dollar
2: a can. Yeah, they're don't like they come up to 80 cent, Like,
1: yeah, around. they're That's, so cheap.
3: Yeah. Kai loves a deal.
1: I love deals. I know.
3: I wanted to go to Costco today and get more, even though yesterday I said we cannot drink, like, more beer. We need to just drink what's in our fridge. Yes. And not buy any more beer. We
2: have some beers that are really hanging on in there. But I could drink just... many of these. We and should have
1: an episode night where we drink... Beers that are hanging on and just make that the episode. (laughs)
2: That's a great (laughs) idea. And it's not, (laughs) it's usually, it's usually not that they're not good, but it's like, I'm not in the mood. Yeah. Or it's like, this is really special and I can't waste it
0: only on myself. (laughs) That's part of it. That's fair. Hey Kai, what are you having?
1: I am having a beer from Weathered Souls that's in San Antonio, Texas called Spotty-Oddy Hopalicious. And I'm just going to have to say that I don't think that it's a coincidence that Megan Lee and spotty are both from Texas. So, oh, yeah, cheers.
0: Mm-hmm. cheers! Cheers to
1: Megan. Cheers and to, cheers to Megan. Beer. Cheers.
0: So today, what we're talking about is a queer culture recap. So we're going to be talking about our top three favorite pop culture, queer culture, queer anything that's happened so far this year. And what kind of gave me the idea to do this as a podcast episode is we're in July, so we've had half of the year under our belt. Pride is over. Pride, Pride is over. We're not, you know, we're no not. One no one can be gay. No one can be proud gaining. of. <laughs>
1: I saw your flag still in your window, by the way. Cheers. Well, thanks.
2: <laughs> it doesn't Sounds really like ever you're not leave.
1: commercial gaze.
3: <laughs> well, uh, that was the
2: point I wanted to you're make. You're not corporate, so right. thank you. We have
0: our Nestle-sponsored gay right flag <laughs> <laughs> in our front window. <clears throat> so kind of part of the reason of what gave me this idea is because at the end of every year, as the record store we make our top 10 favorite records of the year list and it's always a little bit tricky because it's like oh my god what came out this oh that like feels like it was forever ago or yeah it's hard to keep track you of it stuff and so i'm like okay we're going to break it down into 6 months cuz that feels more manageable yeah and it's easier to remember back six months. It's a Christmas in July situation. This is a good time to kind of check in on queer culture. I'm
1: excited to hear what isn't everybody it like to
2: say. Isn't that part of what we're supposed to be doing? Yeah, isn't I this a queer like life a culture? Podcast. Absolutely. Isn't that what
0: our corporate overlords <laughs> yeah, but have we, requested uh, just that we do? Our corporate four, overlords. So we, we got to like backtrack a little bit. So yeah. we're going to go around. I've asked everyone to share their top three Things that have happened so far in queer culture, and that can be anything. That can be a record, a movie, TV show, a news story, a podcast. It can be anything in queer culture that's happened from January 1 to today, and we're going to go around round-robin style.
1: And I'm going to kick us off with Tori Peter's book, Detransition Baby. Mm-hmm. which i absolutely love i can't recommend it enough it's made a ton of like top of lists this year which is well deserved i just can't recommend it enough it's it's basically about two trans women and a cis woman and a very different approach to raising a family in the current times and that's all I'm gonna say about it
2: is there anything you can say about the title
1: yes there I can so one of the trans women has de-transitioned and has reverted back to being a male and the reason given for that is that it was too difficult to exist as a trans person and to like deal with the burden of everything that was happening as a trans person. And this book is heartbreaking in a lot of ways, but it's also extremely comical in a lot of ways. And, um, I've listened to a lot of interviews with Tori Peters and I find it very fascinating that, One of the comparisons that she draws on a lot is divorced women. So it's not just trans, like, it's trans women and divorced women have this thing in common where they're suddenly, like, facing the world for the first time. And I can totally draw on the, I can totally see. You've
2: talked about that, like, the way people talk to you differently now
1: yeah like since I've started passing as a masculine person the way yeah Yeah. it's very strange and so yeah this book I I laughed a lot and I loved it there were a lot of sad hard heartbreaking parts about it but there were just as many honestly hilarious parts about it and things that like I think if you have been through a major life transition of any kind or know somebody who has, um, there's a lot of relatable content. And so if you haven't read Tori Peters' "Detransition, transition Baby, check it out. It's awesome, and it's awesome to support other trans and queer artists.
3: Well, I was listening to a podcast that um, Tori Peters was, like, the guest on. Okay. And she was talking about her book. And like made me really want to read it.
1: And I own it. You can borrow it. Debbie has it right now, but you can borrow yeah, it after Yeah, I'm her. not prepared to
3: read a whole book at this time. It's an I'm easy reader, middle. though. I'm in the middle of Lord of the Rings. I it's a lot them. less dense than Lord you of the gotta, Rings. I, I'm just I saying.
0: Have sure. some closure there I'm,
3: first. <laughs> yes, I can't leave Frodo. Out,
1: out on in an adventure. <laughs> He's fair on enough. an adventure. Fair enough.
3: Fair. Um, yeah, I would really like to read it.
1: It's it's awesome.
3: The first thing that I wanted to talk about is Grandpa Joe Biden.
1: Grandpa
2: Joe. We Grandpa can't go Joe. an episode without talking <laughs> no, about Grandpa. we can't about Grandpa Joe.
3: Uh, this is a kind of a two-parter, so maybe I'm cheating.
1: But no, I think that's just fine.
3: In January, one week after he was inaugurated as our forty-sixth president, Grandpa Joe Biden. Signed an executive order reversing the transgender ban in the military.
1: Go, Grandpa Joe. That's awesome. That
3: was like one of the first things that he did. And it I don't know. I just really enjoyed that because
1: that's it's a big about down time. <laughs>
3: like, yeah. Yeah. So that's the first part. The second part is that in May of this year. He reversed the Trump administration policy that allowed um healthcare companies and insurance companies to deny service to gay and trans people. So Trump had a rule that was like, Hey insurance companies, like you don't have to cater to
1: gay based people. on religious exclusion, right? That was the Yeah, something did like you that. see that today in the news Ohio has reinstated a Statewide ban of a similar caliber that's that that religious medical practitioners can like I hate that yeah fuck I I, fuck Ohio
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's not surprising an
1: interesting side note about this is that Ohio is also one of the only states right now that there is no. Path whatsoever to legally change your gender—it's like outlawed there. It's yeah, it's clearly a very transphobic state. What
3: is wrong with Ohio? Who knows? We don't need to ever go there. (laughs) I don't think we want to do an Exodus to Ohio.
2: No, I I I veto that. It does have a fun ring to it. Exodus Exodus
1: to to Ohio. Ohio. (laughs) Is that our new band name?
0: That's a good band name (laughs) or an album name. (laughs) All right. Well, but go. Grandpa Joe, for yeah, doing his part. He can't control every state, but he can do his part,
3: right? And I've just been like more than impressed with Grandpa Joe to this point.
1: Three cheers to Grandpa Joe, three
3: cheers. And as with every episode, we will cheers Grandpa Joe. Yep, <laughs> and we're patiently waiting for Grandpa Joe to be a little more progressive on a multitude of issues.
2: Yes. That we don't need to get into Amen to that. Lindsay, Mm. what's your first one? My first one is that on June 7th, the Bank of England started circulating the Alan Turing $50 note, well, pound, 50 pound pound, euro. I mean, I don't know what the symbol is. I don't live in Europe. Yeah, I, a I euro thought that's a pound. or pound. Pound, uh, euro. It's a bill with Alan Turing's face on it. It's a piece it. of money. Yes, it's a
3: paper currency.
2: Um, so it coincided with his 109th birthday. Does anyone know who Alan Turing is?
3: Uh, he was a smart
2: guy who happened to be gay.
3: Yes, and he's no longer with us. Right. Those are my three quick
2: facts. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's, That's great. You I, know. You I feel like the name is
1: very familiar to me. Didn't he invent something or...
2: So he's considered like the... Um, basically the, the grandfather of theoretical computer science
0: wow. and
2: artificial intelligence. Wow. Okay. Um, he helped allied efforts to... Read the German naval messages that were encrypted with the Enigma machine. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. That's okay, right. There's, That's a, cool. there's
1: a great movie that was popularized a few yes. years ago about this person. Okay. I can't remember the name of it, if anybody can remember. I
2: know. I, I
0: know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name either.
1: We'll look it up and put yeah. it in the show notes.
2: He It's estimated that he ended the war two years early and saved... Estimated 14 million lives,
1: and this was oh in God. what World War II? Very interesting that that. And he was found out to be homosexual at that he time, he
2: was prosecuted and chemically castrated.
1: Holy <gasps> for being shit. gay! Even
2: During he did that,
1: after World War II, though,
2: 1952. I think. So, so during the-,
1: the lavender scare,
2: but this is the like UK. He
0: died when he was forty-one. Yes, so probably because of all
2: the drugs that he had to take. No, it, so um, okay, it's disputed his cause of death, but suicide was High likely up on the table. it. Mm-hmm. And there's a very interesting theory about the way that he died, which so. It, It was cyanide poisoning. Mm -hmm. So the the dispute is whether it was intentional or an accidental poisoning. Because apparently he had a keen pleasure in the scene in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves where the Wicked Queen immerses her apple in a poisonous brew. Oh. There was a half-eaten apple next to his body. Oh. So...
1: Oh, that is. But odd. why would that
2: be accidental? Yeah, that
0: be- seems pretty intentional. Because probably Someone the time frame smart. where
2: he was when he was found, they probably were like, mm,
3: "That's a know. little extreme." So, I bet it's like, "I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna
0: do it with a poison apple, and I'm gonna make it dramatic because I'm a gay boy because I'm gay." I mean, we can all hope for the dramatic here, but. So there's three movies that are about his life. The most recent one is The Imitation Game.
3: Okay, that sounds
0: familiar. And then Codebreaker and Enigma. So we'll link all those. I haven't seen any. Have you? I don't think I
2: have. No. No.
0: But um,
2: in 1999, Time named him as one of 100 most influential people of. I think it was like the past century or something. Obviously. Pretty cool guy. Seems cool.
0: That's a great
3: one. Seems sad that people were like, you can like Jews, but you can't like
2: wieners.
1: Yeah, that Mm. is really fucked up.
2: Yeah. Hold on. Can you explain that to me? <laughs> well, like you, who likes Jews, and who, well, you like can you like actively Jews, and you don't can't... want
3: Hitler to kill
1: Jews. Okay, so you're fighting against. Right, you're fighting the on
3: happening. the good side. I just needed some clarity. You're you're on the ally side, so you implicitly tolerate Jews, right? But you cannot enjoy a wiener, yeah, I, if
2: you're a man, right. right.
1: I don't think you can actively enjoy a wiener if you're a woman, honestly. during We don't
3: have to go
2: in (laughs) there. I'm not sure if I'm qualified to speak on that. That's fair. All right. All right.
0: Lisa. Lisa. Can you speak on that? Let's cut to Lisa. No, I'm not going to be making any comment on that. Sorry. Oh, shit. But I'd love to talk about my next Why don't you go to your next point? So, I want to talk about Chef Melissa King.
2: Oh,
1: that's good. Because my face
0: goes blank. This is I pretty much know. just like a list of my crushes. Sorry, honey.
1: Jeez. It's <laughs> clear that you have a crush on Chef Melissa King. That's so,
0: fine. Melissa King won the last episode or the last season of Top Chef. I'm unfamiliar with that. That's okay. We've talked about it. We've talked about it. Pronouns are she slash they. And Melissa identifies as a queer person. And currently holds the record for the most wins of challenges in Top Chef, in the history of Top Chef. It's a big deal because Top Chef has a history of, in their early seasons having a little bit of racism specifically towards Asian culture. culture. So she just won season 17. So season 17 was an all-star season in LA and her previous season was season 12 in Boston. So there's quite a bit of a time gap there and she was one of the runner ups. So she was like in the final three of her season and I had not watched her season, but I watched her win. And so I wanted to go back and watch the Boston season. Mm-hmm. And she's not even interviewed, shown anything until the third episode. And huh. this
2: is the race, the rampant racism in Top Chef? Yeah, like it's
0: just, I was listening the to a podcast about it. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's definitely earlier in the season's. This podcast I was listening to was specifically talking about how. You Want to shout
2: out the podcast? Or?
0: It's an NPR culture, perfect little segment that Let's they all do. Donate money to NPR. Yeah, donate yeah. money to NPR. They're great. I'll link in our show notes to that episode, but they were talking about how great the newer seasons of Top Chef are because they've gotten away from like the drama, thankfully to Padma, who is the host. She has become an executive producer of the show, and she's drawn it away from that. Being a woman of color, like she's brought it back to being about the food and being she inclusive. she from
1: Laos or Sri Lanka? She do you is remember from, exactly?
0: She's from India. Okay, India. And she's a great chef herself, so having that background. But I think it's really cool that like a queer... Asian American woman one Top Chef, like after, especially after all of that bad juju from the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah. And she is just like such a badass. So she was also voted fan favorite that season. So she she won $250,000 for winning the show and then an extra $10,000 for winning fan favorite for the season. And she donated 100% of her fan favorite 10 grand to different charities and she donated it to the trevor project an anti-asian hate group also it wasn't black lives matter but it was a similar organization so she donated all that money to that and she has been doing a lot of things for the queer community she was the grand marshal of san francisco pride like she's done a lot of things since then so i just feel like she's a and now she's a judge on the new season. Oh, I so don't know
1: that. That's awesome. Yeah. Did she
0: beat Bobby Flay? Well, Bobby Flay's like 80. 30 years older than her, and he's not on Top Chef. He's not well. a part of Top Chef. He's on the Food Network, I guess. Sorry, I mean, I guess that's <laughs> okay. as much as I know about Top Chef. I'm really into cooking shows, and I'm, Top uh, Chef's I our are favorite. Top Chef's our favorite, and it's. Very inspiring. Tom Felipe is a
1: dick bag, but let's be He aware. is a
0: dick bag. A dick bag? But, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> well, wait. Like a bag
3: out. of dicks? A
0: bag of dicks. <laughs> he is a hard ass. I need to know who this person is. He's a very well-respected, like, James Beard award-winning chef. And he has been the head judge of Top Chef since the beginning of time. Are you really going to edit out? Well, I might leave it in. I think you should leave it in. <laughs> I'm
3: unfamiliar with this
0: person. He's bald.
3: Right. I see that he's bald.
0: He's a little baby he's, goatee. He's a hard ass. He's a hard ass, but like that's what you want your head judged to be. He's very...
3: I'm familiar it, with
0: Food yeah, Network chefs. Or top Ordner chef MZ. is Bravo. It's not... Food Network, oh, so. Yeah. All right. But if you just feel like you might want to watch some cooking shows and feel a little inspired. Yes, because I, I always want to watch cooking shows. You know, shows. we love the British Bake Off. Yes, and this is like, there's quite a few queer chefs on this show. Through, like, there's at least a few every season, so that's fun. Okay, right. Kai, what's your next one?
1: All right, so I don't know if everybody here knows this about me, but I'm kind of an underwear whore. I love oh, underwear. I
2: that's an interesting choice of words. <laughs> it's very. <laughs> accurate, I stand by it. But I'll take it.
1: There's an underwear company called MyPack that was started by a trans man in California, and he did a Kickstarter in like July this time last year, July of 2020. And then their their website officially launched in December of 2020. So I guess maybe I'm missing the mark by a little, but like,
0: you discovered it in 2020. I
1: discovered it in 2021, and it's pretty. uh, I don't know. I mean, it's like sounds dramatic, but I would say it's rad, Rad radtacular.
3: Can you Uh, radical talk talk about the (laughs) underwear?
1: Yes, I'm going to talk about the underwear. I Um, I I want to know
3: like. How this yes. came to be launched? I think life fruition? changing
0: was the idea. I, I do.
1: I I I feel like it's life changing. All right. And the reason why is because I have, as a trans masculine person, have tried many packing options, and like. Sorry, but, like, nobody wants their dick splattering down the side of their pants, like, when you are peeing in a public restroom. You're really hitting
0: it out of the park. (laughs) There's a lot of weird things you don't have to think about that now are...
1: So, on his website, Saya describes my pack as an undergarment designed to help alleviate gender dysphoria for the trans, non-binary, and non-gender conforming community. So just this being said, like I have myself tried a million different things and it is, it can be very stressful. You spend way too much time looking in the mirror, seeing how things are. You spend way too much time worrying about like splooshing out. Splatter- whatever. Splattering <laughs> was the word they used earlier.
3: <laughs> I imagine that it's not just like a off the shelf at JCPenney, grab a, no. Pack no. of Hanes for $8.99, and then no. you're set for a year, I imagine. It's, it's like, much not. more
1: complex than that. <laughs> and I think underwear for trans people in general is a very interesting and big market. And again, like I love supporting other trans and queer-owned businesses, and I this one especially, Like I've tried a million things, and this is like, I don't need anything else. Like I don't need to try anything else. I love this company. I just ordered some really cute floral boxers that I'm really excited about. So <laughs> the second part of this
0: right
1: is sweat shorts. Because
0: <laughs> sweat shorts are your pop culture thing of 2021. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they are.
1: yes. It's a part uh-huh. it's a part of this
0: I love, it. Right. I love it. And the Split. reason
1: why is because I've wanted to look hot in gray sweatshorts since I was like 10 years old. And thanks to this, my pack, I feel like now I'm just like living my best like sweat short life. And like we talked the other day about um, like queer fashion is 90% comfort and 10% style or fashion, whatever, like fuck yeah. So there you go. That's <laughs> it. <Cheers laughs> to
0: your A bucket pants, list honey. item checked off. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. Alex, what's your next?
3: Um here's my next topic. The Lil Nas X Mm. Montero. And that video. was
1: on my list. But it I was have on another my list thing, too. So oh my god! I, I still have a third, but okay. Well, I have I'm i glad we all had this. I'm yeah. calling
3: this one. I, this is yours. You, you said too. it first. You but. got it. Excuse oh. um, <laughs> us. Sorry, I'm not all.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me.
3: Well we're using the same paper, so it's you right. It's on your list. On your paper. I am guilty
2: by association. <laughs>
3: we watched this video exactly two times. It was like very revolutionary in the gayest way. Do you want to explain very it Very gay, for our sexual. Um, it's if you're unaware of Lil Nas X and his Montero video, he's he gets sent to hell or he rides a stripper pole straight to the devil <laughs> and gives the devil a lap dance, and it's very like homoerotic. We'll say that.
0: I love that word. I
1: do. I well, like it's that here. too. Oh my god!
3: Let's try to it's work that stable. into like every episode. <laughs> <So> Omar...
1: <laughs> I think we can manage that.
3: Um, he he got a lot of shit for this video from the usual dummies, and it's not really like my type of song or the best thing that I've ever seen in my whole life, but it was great.
1: If Tipper Gore was like politically active right now, we'd
3: we be would fucked. all have security cameras in our homes to make sure that we're not doing <laughs> lap dances and <in> devil costumes, <laughs> and we'd all be banned from enjoying any music at all,
1: yeah exactly <laughs> c d stores would have to ha- oh excuse me um cd
2: stores oh my god what just happened there <laughs> what year is it
1: well i was thinking record of store guy. okay <laughs> i was back we'd in the all go down Aurora. to media play we'd yeah. all go down to media play and ask F-Y. for their binder of lyrics so we could see oh if this That's song such a was funny homoerotic idea <laughs>
3: to have a binder of lyrics
1: for every single
2: cd it's absurd
1: that you sell. It's absolutely absurd.
2: Uh, wait, didn't um, Lil Nas perform at the BET or? Oh yeah, that
0: was a controversy. I didn't watch it. Did and you it guys? was basically
2: a recreation of the video, right? Yeah. Except he like kind of hardcore made
0: out. Yeah. I saw a guy like kind of sucking on his nipple a little bit. I I just, I just saw like a picture. <laughs> God, I love the way he's... How did you <laughs> Google that? Well, I just it was it was just well, on my Instagram Nas X feed. Well, gets
1: his nipple sucked. Um,
0: I think it was like an auto straddle. Shout out auto Yeah, shout out. To, shout yeah, out to, please, to
3: social media. Auto I I just have to Google everything that I ever want to see. And well, I just like that you said
0: a little bit.
1: Just a little nipple lick. <laughs>
0: it was just, It wasn't a video. It was a still. Like, it was an image. It was so a not know yeah So, in a that photograph. way, it was a
2: little bit. A little so, bit. I couldn't tell you if, don't it know like if it was a full on suckle
0: or if it was oh. like a, oh.
1: Oh. Oh. It. a full on suckle. Well,
0: well, Jesus. It I was have. very homoerotic.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, honey.
0: Thanks. Um, but I haven't watched the video. I, we should all watch it together after this, I think. Okay. The BET Awards. Yeah, Lindsay, what's your next thing? Um,
2: the boat of anti-LGBTQ bigots that burst into flames. Oh <laughs> my God!
1: Yes, yes. 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 No. I know. Yes. I'm yes. a conspiracy. You...
0: <sighs> it wasn't on Reddit. If it, it was, I, I didn't think see it. it was. Actually, <laughs> this is an amazing story, Lindsay. Please enlighten so Alex.
2: On Memorial Day weekend in Moses Lake, Washington, some people were boating with their gay pride flag, you know, flagging on their boat. As you do. As you do. And some assholes made a point to, like, circle them and shout gay slurs at them. Harass them. Harass them. And in the midst of their fury, (laughs) somehow and people speculate that because they were so furious that they like got their carburetor was damaged or they got like a fume buildup. They took water on. And then they tried to speed away and sparked a flame and their boat burnt down and then and then then they were like
3: gays help please save us! pick us up and then the gays had to rescue them (laughs) oh my god those fucking karma's a bitch and that is is exactly
2: the sum karma's a bit
3: thank you for bringing that up because that's great that That makes me feel good yes Yes. that's some nice karma i mean the first part is yucky who gets so pissed off? About but redemption. That you boat over. You
2: intentionally steer your little You're boat like, over let's there. Go scare these queers. Yeah, like let's go over and just Blow let them someone's know good time how terrible they are. Yeah, uh, and their shit burns down and sinks, and then they have to be rescued by the people. Do you know what's interesting? Uh, I imagine
3: if it was like. Flipped around, and there was like a boat, and they had a straight pride flag, or they had a whatever, something that signified that they were super straight.
2: A confederate flag, probably a
3: confederate flag, a A A trump flag, flag. and then the gays like circled them in a predatory way, and they called them crackers or whatever. (laughs) And then they, (laughs) and then their boat sank to the bottom of the lake or whatever. There would be so many like Christian preachers that are like this is God's way
2: telling these sinners they are going to
3: hell.
0: Yeah, this would be biblical
2: for sure. There would be,
3: but the other way it's like, oh, it's just so. You guys, maybe we should start a a religion
1: based on this. Like God was saying something to those gay haters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, clearly. (laughs) All right, Lise, what do you got? So my second. Best of 21 is St. Vincent's new album, Daddy's Home.
1: Great. Okay, that's really you fucking queer. You can see queer.
0: that it's yeah. right
2: over there. Oh, playing that's, right that's, on the Right shelf. before you guys got here, so that's
0: fun. Is yeah. that the one
2: you thought I was yeah, going to talk about? Yeah, I thought about? you were going to talk okay. about that. Okay. all right.
0: So, St. Vincent released a new record in April called Daddy's Home, and... I was reading about it today, and the origin of the name is because her father has been in prison for the last 15 years because he committed a bunch of crimes around money laundering in the oil industry. Huh. And... Like a white-collar crime. White-collar crime. He... Faked a bunch of, he did a bunch of money laundering and faked a bunch of stock prices. It was not white collar enough. If he served fifteen yeah, years, no. yeah, geez, he, he served 15, fifteen years. He was really bad at the white collar crime. And so, he, so she hasn't had her father in her life for the wow. last fifteen years. He's been in prison and he's just getting released now. So this was kind of like an homage to that I and the impact that. of that on her life. And um for those who don't know, Saint Vincent is a very openly queer musician and she I really like this album because it's really heavily influenced by the 70s and she said one of her mi- big influences was Sly and the Family Stone, who I'm a big fan of and you can Even definitely hear it in the fashion, you can, in the the fashion. fashion. and the Steely Dan,
2: Steely Dan oh, was yeah. also
0: And we watched together her SNL, right? Right appearance and her we'll link that in our show notes because her wardrobe for that performance was just incredible so heavily 70s influenced um but yeah i just think saint vincent is a badass and it's cool to see her doing something different and i feel like every record she has like a different story to tell and i like that about her she is starring in a movie that's being released this fall with Carrie Brownstein from Uh, Portlandia. Oh, wait, no, no.
2: She produced... uh... What's her bucket with Carrie Brownstein? What's the name of her goddamn band? Sleater Kinney?
1: Yeah. She produced the latest Sleater
2: Kinney. St. Vincent. What? Saint Vincent did Dude. it. So I know that. There's I know that.
0: there's rumors that they're dating, but I couldn't find anything that I confirmed like... it. God, that would
2: make so much sense. Yeah, it would actually. I
3: love Carrie Brownstein. I do
2: too. I, I think do think she's too, hilarious. but I
3: think
1: she's probably kind of an asshole.
2: I don't care. Perry around please write to too. us and let us know if you're an asshole. <laughs> and if you're,
0: can dating, you please tell us if you're dating St. Vincent. Vincent and
1: if you're an asshole?
0: So it, I think this is a really cool premise. So it it was at Sundance this last year, so in twenty twenty one, January twenty twenty one, and it's being released this fall nationwide. It's called The Nowhere Inn, and it's St. Vincent, which. Her name in real life is Annie Clark. So Annie Clark and Carrie Brownstein, like they're playing exaggerated versions of themselves. So it's film documentary style where Carrie is following around St. Vincent while they're touring, doing a documentary about their band. But then like wackiness ensues.
3: This is really interesting and I'm looking forward to it. Documentary of a documentary that's
0: satirized. And, it's, and they said, like, we're playing very exaggerated versions of ourselves. You don't really know what's real and what's not. And I'm really excited to see it. Cool. Okay, Kai, who's love your last you, one? Love you, St. Vincent. So
1: my last one is Trans Day of Having a Nice Snack.
2: Oh, I love which
1: this one so much. I love. Um, oh, yeah. This... This year was the first year of it and it was basically it started on Twitter by Tuck Woodstock, who is the journalist slash podcaster behind Gender Reveal. Shout out to Gender Reveal. They they started this campaign that was like, I don't care if you have enough money to like buy yourself a snack, like you're trans today. Like
3: Well it was the Trans Day of Visibility, right? It was
1: Trans Day of Visibility, and the whole thing behind it was that, like, in the year 2021, it is not safe for trans people to be visible. It's better that they are not visible in a lot of situations. Not always, but obviously violence against trans people and trans-related deaths, especially surrounding women of color, have been disproportionately... Terrible, Huge and right. terrible, and um, this was kind of a instead of being trans day of visibility because clearly visibility isn't necessarily what the trans community needs right now, but instead needs a snack, a nice snack, a, a way to feel loved and recognized without having to like put your own self and you don't life have to, on like, blast. Makeup
3: post saying, Hey. Here I am. I'm trans, and it's the day of visibility. I want to. Yeah, you just say like.
1: I sent a DM. I sent a DM, and they asked for my Venmo handle. Oh right. And this was so well orchestrated, and the I got a Venmo from some random person that I didn't know because just the way that the way that Tuck was set this up was that they would have like people that were trans write-in saying, this is my handle. And then all the posts were like, if you're not trans, like, write in and give money. And so, like, I literally got a $10 Venmo from some random-ass person because I sent my handle. And then not only that, but, like, I... Posted it on my Instagram and like three other people I know, including someone we know that we love named Birdsong, that like Venmo'd me money and was like, buy yourself a snack on me today. And And then you went
3: to the store and bought 25,000 donuts. No, you
1: went to Del Taco. Taco. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I went to Del Taco. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, I
3: forgot that um, Tuck just kind of, like, coordinated and it was through the show. I'm very impressed
1: by them. I feel like they have it together. It's been really interesting to, like, go along the journey with Tuck as they discover themselves.
3: Yeah, that would be interesting.
1: And I feel like my discovery has kind of been happening on that same timeline. And so it's just been...
3: Maybe I should do a... Full listen you should do a full listen it's that.
1: very interesting and I think that they choose really really interesting people to interview and also I feel like they're very I don't know even in us recording this podcast I've been scared like scared of like saying something wrong and being misinterpreted or like underrepresenting someone like it's it it's hard to sometimes just like say your views and then like you realize that you're missing a huge population or we're missing a huge underrepresented group that we aren't doing a good job of representing but I think I think the biggest thing is that like we're all learning as we go along and we're all learning about the groups and the individuals and the organizations and the history of marginalized communities and people that we should all be working harder to uplift and i think that's something i really like about that podcast is that it's it's doing that it, like they're learning as they go but very gracefully if i may add
2: i think it's a lot to ask someone to be perfect
1: in it anything
2: is. right and i think that in our political climate it's very divided and it's like you're this or that right
1: there, there's yeah. like two sides is yeah. yeah yeah
2: but like to you know i have the same fears like i i'm gonna say something that's like and i probably insensitive have sensitive to somebody, insensitive to somebody or, right yeah and we're all just sort of a product of where we've been so far in our lives, but that doesn't mean that we don't have more to go and and we don't have more to learn. And you know, I'm actually like I'm hoping that people listen to this and they m- make us aware and and we hey, can actually, talk about talk like, about send this. An and email. Yeah. this
1: is what. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I I hope so. I will, I I'm hope
2: trying to get comfortable with being wrong, and that's, same. And hard, I want critical
1: but, feedback because I right. think that that's the only way. Like, discomfort equals I growth in a lot of ways. I don't want any critical
0: feedback. I'll let you yeah. handle the critical <laughs> feedback. You don't have to read <laughs> it. I want positive
1: <laughs> feedback. All right, everybody. You see what we want.
0: Okay, <laughs> Alex, what's your laugh?
3: The last one that I want to talk about is, this is cheating a little bit, as you cheated. Okay. Uh, Elliot Page came out as trans in December of 2020.
0: Okay, okay. we'll, let it, that, we'll that let it slide. we can slide. Yeah. Uh, we'll slide any. But, however,
3: <laughs> but the fireworks. However, yes, the, the fireworks. fireworks were in Early, earlier this year, we got to know Elliot Page's silly ass haircut and <laughs> abs. Incredible and not silly abs. abs. Those
2: Very serious abs.
3: abs. Very serious abs. Yeah. Um. That's all I have to say about it. Just, we're going to celebrate it. Yep,
1: I have nothing to Because we've right talked it, about it. Cheers,
0: cheers to Elliot Page's, yes. Pages.
1: chiseled. abs. Congratulations New on abs. your
3: abs yeah. and what's your routine? Yeah. And also, like, <laughs> pandemic life <laughs> has <super> really <laughs> helped you...
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: with Blossom Do whatever you abs. want to your body. With your hair right? and your yeah. abs. Yeah, I'm so excited to see what Elliot Page does as an actor. Me too. From here because on forward.
3: you look up Elliot page's like Wikipedia or whatever. And it's like Elliot page played a pregnant teenager
0: in Juneau. (laughs)
2: Juneau.
1: (laughs) And that's so crazy. And it's like a huge movie. It was huge. It's very
0: like, and it was a great movie. Elliot page was great in that movie. I think Mm -hmm. I watched it one time. I feel it's like, But it's interesting movie. to
2: like... I feel like the queer was showing, though. The
3: queer was showing. The queer has sure.
2: always shown. The queer shown. was showing, yeah. Yeah.
3: We're very much that looking forward sure, to season that. three of Umbrella Academy. I didn't know that I'd like it as much as I do.
0: We loved it. And yeah. same, we didn't think we would enjoy it, but I'm sure we'll do a whole episode about Umbrella Academy because yeah, it's I very Yeah, I think very there's queer. an episode yeah. worthy. We
3: should, well, I want to watch it over again mm-hmm. so that I have... Better context to speak to it.
2: Lindsay, do you, what's your last? So I can choose between car. two, and I might just do them both. The first one is Carl Nasib, 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 Nasib. I. It looks. I'm like sorry, Carl. Nasib. Nasib, like Nasmith. I bet it's Nasib. Nasib. Yeah. N-A-S-S-I-B um, Carl Carl came out as gay and he's an active NFL player Um,
0: cheers Carl
2: no and I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure no professional sports athlete has come out as gay in any like as far as like America goes. In any capacity. Active. Active athlete. Active is the key word there. Because if you're
0: active in your sport. You're
3: under contract.
2: You're in a locker room.
0: Yeah. And you Mm. might lose your... Endorsements and your... Yeah, your contract and your... Sponsorships. Right? You might
2: become a problem for whatever team you play for. Sure. Because your teammates might be assholes. Right. Um. So I think that's a huge thing in not just sporty people's lives just for queer people in general like being your authentic self not being afraid to come out of the closet yeah um because there have been especially in a
1: very like patriarchal
2: oh yeah like football I yeah. mean
1: that's football, like, like a the little extra sport Right. Yeah. The most like toxic masculine Right. It wasn't arena like beach volleyball. Of yeah. <laughs>
0: there's no short shorts. Yeah. yeah. There's tight pants, but there's no short shorts Right, which, you know, is kinda like well, there's a lot of butt tapping they have,
2: going they on. We have good pants in the NFL. The NFL and baseball. Well until well, baseball. until in baseball, baseball, baseball they all started wearing pajama pajamas. pants. Yeah. Like what's up with that? Gimme some tight Three-quarter length pants with long socks. Oh, I
1: wouldn't think I was talking to lesbians right now. <laughs> on
3: any person, tight three-quarter length male pants or female. On an
1: pirate.
2: So pirate high. pants. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, but like those are baseball shirt. pants.
1: But I, is, I didn't ask about shirts. I said pants.
2: Well, <laughs> I I have a personal beef. With the going trend in Major League Baseball where everybody wears, like, these full-length pants that are, like, pajama pants. Can I just
0: take it back to earlier when we all talked about our love of sweatpants? Why are we (laughs) denying Major League Baseball players the opportunity to be cozy while they do their
3: job? These men have a job to do. Well, you
0: wear sweatpants when you do your job. (laughs) You're wearing sweatpants when you do your but job. But I'm not on camera. Five days a week. <laughs> I'm not throwing a ball. No, I think we might
2: also we might have a real-time correction to do. Oh god. He's oh, not gay anymore?
1: No. He's not gay anymore. <laughs> not gay anymore. He, he, he came out as straight.
2: NWFA player Lisa Weiges came out as lesbian. And the NWFA. I believe is the National Women's Football Association.
1: Okay, and I'm not discounting that. However, I do believe within a thing. Within like
2: I don't know if it is still a thing. I
1: I feel like I don't agree with this, but I feel like with in male sports in this country. major... Major male sports are obviously much more funded, they're much more watched. I don't agree with that. No
0: one gives a. But I think that football. it's
1: a lot more
0: Never even heard
1: spotlight. Of obviously, if you're a masculine person, no one would be surprised if Lisa someone from in the
3: <laughs> WNBA comes out as gay. Because well, didn't Brittany
2: Griner
3: come out? Everyone
0: in the Everyone WNBA came is out. gay.
2: Every when they join the
0: WNBA. <laughs> We're just talking about male-dominated sports because right. that's all anyone in society. All cares I'm saying about.
2: is like maybe I'm not technically correct that he's the first actively professional sports player male.
0: in the big four. You can just say male. Yeah. In the big four, the everyone in the WNBA, everyone in the women's soccer league is fucking queer. And
2: this kind of speaks to like some of the things we've talked about. Not literally everyone, but 80%. The majority. This yeah. kind of speaks to some of the things we've talked about where, like, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but lesbians kind of have it easier being gay because they it's can assumed. pass. They can pass. Right. And they, they just don't have as much scrutiny as gay men do,
0: right? Well, it's a bigger deal if you're a professional NBA player, NFL player. It's interesting because
3: the conversation is like, okay, so my teammate, let's pretend I'm on some WNBA team. It's going to be the Minnesota Lynx because they're great. And I'm a gay woman. The narrative isn't, oh, she's like googling people in the shower stalls. But that's what it is for, for men in the big four sports where it's right. like... It's a locker room problem where, like, now I feel all the like you're gonna be don't drop the soap visually molested, right? Or I feel threatened, like I can't relax well, like, in the locker the room. Only like the f- only gay man in the locker room feel threatened. Yes, way more than any way of more the other than, men. That like how he's supposedly... fragile is your masculinity? And <clears throat> I,
2: I don't know. I'm.
1: Yeah, I wonder the same thing. How fragile yeah. is your fucking masculinity?
2: So technically speaking, he's not the first pro to come out as gay while they are employed. in the
0: NFL. Probably
2: though, but right? in the
0: NFL, yes. he's well, certainly that's safe. Shout and out to I... Michael
3: Sam, who didn't
2: make the team when he was drafted by the Rams. But... Right. And so he came out before the draft.
0: Yeah, uh, that's fucked up.
2: Yeah. The last one, which I don't really have a lot of background knowledge, but. I thought was interesting um, that I came across was Nickelodeon cast the first openly gay or sorry. I think openly gay just rolls off the tongue. (laughs) Sorry. Just start
3: over. (laughs) Secretly gay.
2: Yeah. Nickelodeon (laughs) cast the first openly trans actor. Wow. Interesting. A 13 year old named Sasha. 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 A. Cohen, which, coincidentally, he has a twin sister that will appear with him in... I can't remember the name of the show, but... Huh.
1: Isn't Sasha, Sasha Cohen the name of that? Sasha. Yes. Okay. or at okay. <laughs> Just checking. I know. Just I thought checking. it was very interesting. <laughs> I have
3: an emergency no. oh, uh, edition. Yeah. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Um, only a few days ago... The 2021 Miss Nevada was crowned. I know that this is news to you. Right. However, she is the first openly transgender Miss USA contestant. Wow. Miss Nevada. Her name is Cataluna Enriquez. Get it, girl. Cataluna. And I would like it to just like just look at this photograph that I'm. Showing you,
1: I don't know like
3: which one she is, but they're all All three of them are just
1: gorgeous. Yeah,
0: oh my god, yeah, Yeah, they're all gorgeous. So, which
2: one she is because it says Nevada on her sash. Well, it could have been the previous Miss Nevada. There's Nevada, and then there's they both say Nevada. Oh, they do. It's probably
0: the previous Miss Nevada, and then I don't know.
2: But, but hell yeah. You hell go, girl. Hell fucking yeah.
0: So,
3: from what it sounds like, there will be a trans woman on stage at the Miss USA
0: contest. Oh, I love that shit. Does Trump Nevada. own that? I wouldn't. Does he own it. Miss America so. or Miss USA? I think Miss America or I universe. I do Miss- Ooh, I love that there's a trans person in it, though. That I don't think it's Miss so USA. Happy. Anyways... That's that, thank there you it for is.
1: Giving us that. That one. was a, Isn't yeah. that yeah. wonderful? Today.
0: That's really. Yeah. Country roads, take, me, take
1: home. me. home. My last
0: one is Mae Martin, who is the star writer producer of Feel Good. Feel a shift in queer TV, like I personally feel. It feels transformative. It transformed really yeah. by this show. I and know like how it's dramatic on the cusp that sounds. Of time
1: for like what is
0: coming next. This show pushes every button I want to be pushed when I watch TV. Well,
3: we watched the trailer for this. We did, and then I was like, I can't handle like. Feeling emotions at this time, and that's when I think we turned on the dog documentary.
0: That's great. I understand. Which is Absolutely.
3: emotional.
0: <laughs> I understand if you're hungover, don't watch this. If yes. you just need to watch okay. dog shows. Thanks for validating me. I validate you, but when you're ready to feel some feels, Mae Martin will deliver. So Deep it's and like wild, but complex. complex. And it's complex, but it's really funny. It's a comedy. Okay. And it's my type of comedy. It's like very dry and unexpected, and I love that type of comedy. And Mae Martin, their comedic timing is just perfection in my mind. I love non-binary gender fucks, and that's what Mae Martin is. And I'm going Uh, to... That's what I thought. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to definitely link some podcasts... Interviews in our show notes because I've been down a rabbit hole. Oh, side note: Lisa Kudrow plays Mae Martin's mother, which is the right. best. Oh my I god, Lisa, Lisa Kudrow.
1: Her? and she plays the mother. God, perfectly. she
0: just plays this really eccentric Canadian mother and brilliant. Like the okay. casting in the show is brilliant. The thing is, there's only two seasons, and there's only going to be two seasons. The story's complete. Okay. So once you feel ready to watch it, I would love for us to discuss it. I'm just going to say, too, I really enjoy the Canadian accent. It always (laughs) catches me off guard because it's just, like, a little different than ours. Just slightly. Mm -hmm. Can you give me an example? I cannot. (laughs) I will not be doing that. Boo and the who, Kai. I'm doing
1: a one-story boo and who. Which is, we live in Utah, which is home to the prestigious Brigham Young University. And this week, an anonymous group of BYU students just held the Mormon school's first pride. So, of course, this was was like a
3: flash mob pride.
1: It sounds... Like it, it was, was kind like of a flash mob. It was a masks very,
3: and don't,
1: don't disclose your
3: Don't display...
1: <laughs> in all seriousness, they didn't really give a lot of details until last minute. It was On very It flash mob. On campus?
2: It was campus? off, it campus was off of
1: campus think, right? and it was clearly not formally sponsored by BYU. But around a thousand people showed up uh-huh. for this, which is really crazy. Um, BYU, even though they've updated their honor code, still does not allow same-sex relationships and
0: you can get kicked out. You
1: can get kicked out. It's, it's, it, again, it's not officially part of the honor code, but it used to be. Yeah. And they updated that in, I think 2007 but basically they just removed certain language from it and didn't add any language so like it it's still pretty much the same. <laughs> it's
0: kind of like you can they love to use. They love to use same sex attraction. Yes, you can experience same sex
3: attraction,
0: but you cannot act on you it, act or it. You can't, or you'll go straight to hell. And once you anyone? act
1: on it, you are no yeah. longer living within the honor code. Yeah, yeah, you're
0: kicked out of school because you're not living the honor code.
3: This is the same for like men who grow beards, and uh, people who have sex before marriage. You right. get kicked out of BYU. Mm-hmm.
2: I would have been kicked out of BYU so many times. I know. <laughs> There's I, so many things. I keep telling you to stop applying to BYU. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, I keep telling you to stop growing a beard. No.
3: So,
1: BYU as an institution is our boo. Yes. They're so Fuck fucking outdated. They,
0: they're they a big fucking boo. They're
1: a part of the suicide culture I mean, in the Mormon church, well, honestly. Like, hands down, pointed straight at them. Like, well, isn't...
2: Like, among LGBTQ youth, like Utah's.
1: Yeah, the correlation between. Number one. Yeah, it's. And
2: suicide,
0: like teen suicide. Boo to BYU. Fuck BYU. For real. And go anonymous group of students who just had the balls to do a pride flash mob. worry finish it off. We all got some. We and all if you're fully. experiencing
3: same-sex attraction as a Mormon youth,
0: like... You're gay.
3: Can you just go to the gay you're club? You're fucking
0: queer. Just
2: don't you buy into it. Don't the...
0: fight it. Just accept it. doesn't work.
2: You guys. Can I... <laughs> I need to go to a
0: gay club soon.
2: Or a gay bar. I, I just I do I it. Do I just, don't want it. It. Let's do it. I do. You guys can it go. It fills up my soul. You'll go. There What? Yeah, I will.
1: Uh... <laughs> This has been Toasted Lavender.
2: You can find us in all the usual places. Wherever you find your podcasts.
1: The music is by Cop Kid.
2: Art is
0: by Debbie Dixon.
2: If you want to send us some beer money,
0: (laughs) we're on Patreon. We're on Patreon. We are.
2: If you want to send us queer money, go to Patreon and find out what that means.
1: We're here.
0: We're queer. And we're drinking, we're drinking
2: beer. beer. Still, we're Cheers. still drinking beer.
0: Cheers. Good job, you guys. Have a great week. Let's go eat some food. Okay.
1: Enchilada burrito. Oh Mexican food extravaganza. <laughs> Enchilada burrito. <laughs> Hey, I love sweatpants. Yeah, I do too. Hey. We we have a lot of sweatpants, shorts, and about, pairs in common these about days because we both shop at
2: Costco.
3: Yes, we have bonded over elastic waistband pants.
2: <laughs> I have so much loungewear at this point, it doesn't all fit in my dresser. <laughs> she, she has a stacked on top. stack
3: of loungy <laughs> pants.
2: That's well, great. That's I a mean, good life. Yeah. That's that a rich a life. It's right a right pandemic there. life is what it is.